Hey everybody, it's Amanda. Welcome or welcome back to the Park Ridge Presby podcast, the message podcast of Park Ridge Presbyterian Church in Park Ridge, Illinois. We would love for you to experience a Sunday morning with us, or you can always connect with us on social media. We are Park Ridge Presby on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We hope this message inspires your faith to make a difference for you every day. To begin, I'm going to read some scripture for us from Galatians. This is the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. So this is Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 to 29. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian, for in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is God's word for us today from the Apostle Paul to the church that new community of believers gathered in Galatia. So I'm usually one of the youngest church leaders in any room that I'm in. It's weird to be a young church leader, but I got called into ministry early and I followed that call pretty deliberately and landed myself in church leadership as a pastor pretty early by comparison. I'm usually the youngest church leader in the room. There's a lot that changes these days. There's a lot that changes really fast. Our access to information, to new ideas, new people, new perspectives, and the the speed at which all that information can come to us through technology, it's really, really crazy when you think about it. And social media is, is a crazy part of that too. Social media is wild. Smartphones and the internet, they have made the world more vast and expansive than it's ever been, and also more small and intimate than ever before. There's not a lot that makes me feel old in church spaces, because chances are there's a church pew somewhere that's twice my age. But the one way that I feel old in church spaces, or at least one way that I know I can mark time, mark change and time that I've lived through, is through our conversations in church around social media and our understanding of sexuality. These are two ways that I can can go back and I can look at the changes, the way that, that we've moved, that we've progressed in the church universal and in culture in my lifetime growing up in the church. So it makes me feel a little old. It makes me mark time a little differently. This past Sunday, we celebrated our Pride Sunday here at Park Ridge Presbyterian Church. And then we had the the honor of being the host church for this year's Community Pride Service. We did one last year at the Methodist Church in our town, and then this was the second one here at our church in Park Ridge. And, 
And this is a rel relatively new thing for our church here, at least in a formal sense. My understanding is largely this is who our community thought they were, what they believed about God and how God felt about people in the LGBTQ community. But it wasn't formalized until 2021. That's when we uh, adopted a statement of inclusion. You can find that on our website, parkridgepresby.org. And it's when we hosted our first same-sex wedding here in the church. And so since then, we've made a point as a congregation to, to reaffirm, to re-proclaim so that people know, so that we wouldn't be hiding this about us, but we would be upfront and open about this is what we believe to be true about who God is and who we are created to be. And so each month in June, we celebrate pride. As I look back on my life growing up in the church, I feel like this movement, this progress was unfolding at the same time in my church spaces as it was in, in the mainstream culture, specifically in the courts, in, in laws and, and rulings that were happening in, in the larger world, larger context around me. And so here are some, some dates that stand out to me, and I will date myself along with them. So in 1996, that was when the Defense of Marriage Act was signed into law, and that defined federally that, the gov that by the government, marriage was between a man and a woman, and it allowed then states to deny marriage equality. So that was in 1996. I was six years old. And then Massachusetts became the first state to legalize same-sex marriage uh, in the courts, and that was in 2003. And in 2008, California famously achieved marriage equality. I graduated high school in 2008. And then there was the moment of full marriage equality accepted in the United States on June 26, 2015. I graduated seminary in 2015. So you might be thinking, cool, Amanda, cool history lesson, so what? Well, here are two more dates that stand out to me. In 19... 99, I was given my first Bible from my church. It has my name in it. I was nine years old. It was part of a fourth grade Bible presentation. Uh, we do something similar here in our church. And my Bible was signed, you can see it was October 17th, 1999. My Bible was signed by Reverend Jeffrey Phillips at my home church, Winneka Congregational Church. So Jeffrey and his husband Vince had two little dogs that were in the church's uh, family directory. Jeffrey was my pastor. Jeffrey was gay. Jeffrey gave me my first Bible. This is the only church I've ever known. In 2015, that same year that marriage equality became protected federally under the law, the Presbyterian Church USA, uh, our denomination that Park Ridge Presbyterian Church belongs to, uh, it changed the definition of marriage, officially making a space for, for witnessing and celebration and, and honoring of same-sex weddings in our church spaces. And on October 4th, 2015, I became ordained as a pastor in that denomination, the PCUSA. This is the only church I've ever known. In those 20 years, through my adolescence and my young adult years growing up in the church, both, both in the church and in society, I have seen this shift, this movement towards inclusion. 
a shift towards affirming the image of God in all people, and the variety of ways that we can experience and express love for one another. And this shift gives me hope. Marriage equality isn't the only thing that matters when it comes to fully celebrating and including our queer siblings, but it is one thing that I can point to as an example of progress, of a societal shift and a shift in the church that I've witnessed in my years growing up in the church. And I wanna say that I know there's still work to be done. It's not all about marriage equality, and, and I know that that even feels like a vulnerable um, reality right now in our political climate. So I know that there's still work to be done, especially when I think about our gender non-conforming siblings or our trans siblings, I know that there is work to be done. I say that phrase, this is the only church I've ever known. I say that a lot when I talk about what it was like for me growing up in the church, because I know that's not the case for most people. I grew up in a church that preached God's love for all people that valued representation in the pulpit, hiring pastors who were gay and lesbian and bi and straight, who were unmarried and married parents and non-parents. I grew up in a church in a way that never made me question God's love for me or any of my queer friends or their families. But I know, and you know, that that is not the case for most people, that there are entire generations of people who grew up with a very different message preached to them. Churches that have made people feel unloved for who they love, unwanted for wanting to be known and shamed for sharing their truth. I know that this is what the church has done for most people. Everything I believe to be true about God leads me to a place of inclusion. And it breaks my heart that, that it's what people believe to be true about God that leads them to a place of exclusion. And if I'm honest, I don't know what to do with that. It's okay if you don't know what to do with that either. Some days I feel caught in the already and not yet. Paul's words to the church in Galatia are both descriptive and aspirational. Already and not yet. Paul's trying to help this new community of believers to see how, how they belong to God's family. This new age, this new thing that God has brought to the world through Jesus it's descriptive of right now. You belong. You belong to God. You belong to each other. This is true about you. This is true about you right now. And it's aspirational. This kingdom community he was talking about was in opposition to the cultural, social, and political landscape of the time. There were very real tensions between Jews and Greeks, very real inequalities between slave and free, very real disparity between women and men. And yet the kingdom of God calls us into a community that is beyond what we can imagine.
And so oftentimes we point to this scripture in Galatia to, to talk about all of those divisions, those very real barriers that we bump up against in this life. And we proclaim that we know that God is beyond them. And we confess that they are still very real. It is already and not yet. It can be hard to trust God's promises when the not yet reminders are very real and very loud and hard to ignore. So on days like that, I highly recommend spending time with young people. I think you'll walk away surprised and hopeful about what they believe to be true about God and this world. Before the Community Pride service earlier this week, I asked some teenagers in our youth group what they thought some church people like us needed to hear in a service like that. And they said that first, everybody needs to be told to accept themselves. And then you need to accept that God accepts you, just as you are, just as you are. And then the third, probably hardest part for us is to accept others as they are. And that was it. That was what they wanted a bunch of church people like us to hear, these young leaders in our church. And I remember walking away from that time, encouraged, thinking to myself, maybe this is the only church they've ever known. I'm really proud of the progress that our church has made over the last few years. And I think that it matters that we make a point of saying publicly as a church that this is a safe and open and affirming space for people who identify as lesbian and gay and trans and bi and questioning and queer and any other names that we find helpful to describe what is true about us. Sometimes people get frustrated that there are so many different names and labels right now. Have you, have you talked to people that way? They're like, I, I get it, I get it, but I can't keep up with all the names. I just want to say I think it's whatever helps us define what is true about us. Let's all practice this language together, however many names and labels it takes. I don't think God's bothered by it one bit. Our church is a safe place for people who experience sexuality in all different kinds of ways. And our church, like a lot of churches, is still learning. And we're new at this, and we're going to mess up, and we're going to make mistakes, but we want to be able to say up front that this is what we believe to be true about God and who God is calling our community to be. So it matters. I think it matters that we make it clear that we are here to be a safe place for faith seekers, even if we don't always get it right. You might not have grown up in a church like mine. Maybe you're still struggling to reconcile what, what you're seeing in culture with what you were taught in church. Maybe you're still struggling to find love and acceptance in your heart. I want you to hear that we do understand. It, it might take a lot of time and some, some effort to dig up these big faith rocks that somebody else planted in your life. It might take time and prayer, and I just want to say we understand. And we're here to talk with you and to pray with you. 
I will never stop believing that things are changing for the better. It's why Jesus lived. It's why Jesus died. It's why Jesus reigns. Every day we are becoming more like love. Even when we can't see the progress, every day we are becoming more like love. And young people today are growing up in a more safe and loving world for queer people than ever before. And I believe our church is called to be one of the reasons why, and it's my prayer that this might be the only church they've ever known. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can subscribe to this podcast or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We are at Park Ridge Presby on all platforms.